Before listening to this episode, I want to disclose that I am not an OB or licensed medical professional. I'm just giving my insight and sharing some self-care practices to help you prioritize your mental and physical health during this new phase of life. Enjoy! Hello, girlies. Welcome back to the podcast. I am thrilled that you decided to press play on yet another one of my episodes, and I'm happy you're here. In case you missed it, I did post that I am pregnant and I have another little princess on the way in about 10 weeks today. Yes, today, 10 weeks, which is why my schedule has been so bad for this podcast. And I'm trying my hardest to upload, you guys, but the energy, oh my goodness, my energy is just, it's not there. Like, I'm trying so hard, but the energy is just, it's not, I'm not thriving right now. And I understand that me not having energy right now is completely okay. I'm developing an entire human, so I'm giving myself some grace but this pregnancy is definitely very draining especially in the final weeks which is why i'm not being too hard on myself for not really hitting my goals with walking and posting on my podcast just doing everything that i really really want to do i'm allowing myself to have some grace because it's difficult pregnancy is difficult Postpartum is difficult. Being a woman is difficult, but yet amazing. So throughout this episode, I wanted to be able to use this as a ramble for things that I really wished I knew about during pregnancy, postpartum, and so on and so forth. As a mom in my early 20s, self-care and beauty are still such an important part of my daily routine. So I'm excited to share with you all some tips and product recommendations for skin, hair, and just your overall well-being. So for baseline pregnancy essentials, literally things I cannot go without is for sure my pregnancy pillow. As your belly grows, nights get more and more uncomfortable from the extra weight that you're carrying. So sleeping with that pregnancy pillow is going to be your freaking holy grail. Like I hated that pregnancy pillow for the longest time just because it just, it didn't match the aesthetic of my bed and I just didn't like it. But as I have gotten bigger, like as my belly continues to grow, it is such a freaking help. Like. I seriously don't know how I would even be able to sleep without that thing because it really does help. Like, if you are debating on getting one, please get one. It will save your life. Another thing that I added is belly tape. And I didn't have this with my first daughter, but for the second, it's a must. I would always get so much belly button pain from the weight of my belly. So having the tape holds your belly up in a more snug position to where my skin wasn't pulling so much on my belly. It helps so much. Like belly tape, oh my gosh, it's a complete game changer. And I found this 
from um, a girl that I had seen on TikTok. She started using belly tape and was telling everyone it's a complete game changer. Like just if you're debating, just pick it up anyways, even if you don't use it, because you can always put products on your belly and wrap your belly so the products can like stick. I don't know if that makes any sense, but that kind of is going to dive into what I'm going to talk about with skin. The last baseline pregnancy essential that I have on here is so random, but oddly it helps it helps to just know like sometimes you just need someone to just tell you you know and that is to have a go-to pair of comfortable shoes just do it i allowed myself to splurge and buy the new balance 9060s in white and they're like my go-to pregnancy shoe like i don't even know what i would do without these shoes because just going out and about throughout the day, it feels like I'm walking on a cloud. So I 10 out of 10 recommend having a go-to pair of pregnancy shoes because your feet will swell and you're bearing extra weight, you know? It's going to be uncomfortable walking in Converse, Vans, or heels every day. So just allow yourself to splurge on a super comfortable shoe that won't contribute to the chaos that's already happening. <laughs> so those are my top three baseline pregnancy essentials is the pregnancy pillow, the belly tape, and a very comfy pair of shoes to be able to slip on and just head out the door and isn't going to cause you like a lot of struggle. Vitamins, hair, skin, fitness, postpartum. Those are the five points that I'm going to be hitting during this episode. So first off, I want to talk about the vitamins that I take during this pregnancy. And a lot of the vitamins that I take now, I would take even before becoming pregnant, but some of them I did add because they have a lot of benefits and they just, they help a lot, you know? So the first thing that I take is a liquid prenatal. I know when you go to your doctor, they can prescribe you one, but I don't like that one. So the one that I would 1000% recommend, it's so freaking good, is the Mary Ruth Liquid Prenatal. It is such a good vitamin, you guys, especially considering there is no dyes, there's no extra added sugars, there's no fructose corn syrup, there's no hidden ingredients. It is strictly all goodness for you and your baby and it's perfect. I also love that it's liquid and you're actually able to absorb all the nutrients a whole lot easier. And then I've been taking iron gummies for my own sake. I take a greens powder as well if I feel like I didn't consume enough vegetables throughout the day. Greens powder helps so much with fiber intake during pregnancy because we all know about pregnancy constipation. So greens powder is 1000% the way to go and I personally use I think it's called amazing grass or amazing greens I'm not sure but it's at Target and it is a pretty good greens blend any greens powder is not the greatest tasting in my opinion but what can I say it does the job and you're getting your greens in so I would recommend that one just because that's the one that I've been using for about 
two to three years now and it's never let me down. I also take a vitamin C plus magnesium kind of drink thing. It's kind of like a little fizz and I just started taking extra vitamin C considering I'm pregnant during flu season. I just want my immune system to be a little bit more boosted. When we become pregnant, our immune system is suppressed. So the greatest thing we can do is stock up on vitamins and have a healthy, well-balanced diet so that we can fight off any infection that comes our way. So make sure you're taking your vitamin C capsules, gummies, tablets, drinks, whatever. Get your vitamin C in because it definitely helps with energy and your immune system. I also started taking collagen and omega-3, which are both in a gummy form. I started taking collagen so that my skin and hair was not butchered and I heard that it helps with your elasticity of your skin and hopefully will help with the hair loss that comes postpartum, which is also why I started taking omega-3s because Omega-3s helps with hair loss during postpartum, and I am approaching the very tail end of my pregnancy. Also, omega-3 helps build your baby's brain and all that fun stuff. It's really good for you and your baby, so I recommend omega-3s for literally anybody. Even if you aren't pregnant, it's a very good supplement to take. Speaking of hair loss, I have nothing fancy to recommend to you all but besides the collagen omega-3s and staying consistent with your prenatal even after giving birth still continuing to take my prenatal even after postpartum helped a whole lot with the hair loss with my last pregnancy i would also just oil my hair and bun it or braid it just to kind of keep it in a protective style so that i didn't experience too much hair loss but it's so insane to me how I guess we end up experiencing postpartum hair loss from the hormones. Your hormones go bonkers after you give birth. They just continue to fluctuate and find their balance all over again. There's just so many different changes that happen after you give birth. The drying of your skin, losing your hair, the emotional roller coasters just because your hormones are trying to find their new balance and get back into the swing of things. So I wouldn't be too alarmed when you start to see some hair loss after giving birth. It's not that crazy. At least it wasn't for me. Just make sure you're keeping up with your vitamins and maintaining a healthy diet and a balanced diet. So diving into skin, as I've said previously, going through pregnancy and after pregnancy, our skin goes through so many changes dealing with our hormone fluctuations and our growing belly as well. I would say for stretch mark prevention, the key is to moisturize. Literally just moisturize. But I also, part of me also thinks that stretch marks come from genetics. Like I'm a big believer of that as well because with my first pregnancy, all I did was moisturize and I still got stretch marks. But I also did blow up like towards the end of my pregnancy. My belly just popped and came out of nowhere in a very short amount of time. So I think that's why I got so many stretch marks. But I would say for me not getting them this pregnancy, the key has been to moisturize. And I'd recommend you moisturize with something thick like 
shea butter, body butters, something with hyaluronic acid because I know that penetrates through deeper layers of your skin. I used oils as well, but more so for at night because they absorb so much easier. And I don't like feeling very sticky before I go to bed, especially having like itchy skin. Like I just, I can't do it. So I would just use an oil and call it a night. A lot of people would rave about bio oil, but for me in particular, it did nothing but make me smell good. So I wouldn't recommend it, but that's just my personal opinion. To be 100% honest, I use the Coco Shea body oil and that's literally from Bath and Body Works, but it works so good and you will literally feel moisturized and it's super thin, super lightweight, it's not greasy. It's just a 10 out of 10. It's perfect. I also would use the bee oil from The Ordinary Line. I know that has like a bunch of different fatty acids and it's also a really good moisturizer that's very light. So I like using those two as a combination before bed so I'm not super greasy. The overall importance is that you are hydrating your skin at all times so your belly can bear the stretch. Another product I started during this last trimester of this pregnancy is Mederma, both the gel and the cream for scarring. Although I didn't get a lot of stretch marks during this pregnancy, I used it to lighten my current ones. and. So far, I am not noticing the difference because I've only been using it for about a week or a week and a half, but I don't mind it and I used it in my childhood a lot due to hyperpigmentation problems that I had with my skin, so I would apply it and it worked. I've always heard good things about it and I've actually knew of the product from my mom. My mom would put it on my face or anywhere that I had hyperpigmentation and it worked. It worked wonders. So I'm bringing it into my life once again to kind of clear up any scarring or just lighten them, even though they're not that big of a deal. Another thing that I just ordered, I don't even know the name of this. I'm going to look it up really fast because this was very cool to me. So, I apply a lot of oils and I'm just really big on moisturizing my belly right now. And serums and like the Mederma creams and the gels and all this and that. So I ended up buying a beauty sticker for my stomach. And I will actually put a link to this in um, the description. I don't have a storefront or none of that. I don't care if you buy it or not, but I just feel like it would be helpful. It's basically a huge beauty sticker and it's silicone and it goes over your entire belly. So any serums, creams, lotions, oils that you apply... You can put this reusable silicone sticker over your belly and it will allow the products to penetrate a little bit deeper and not rub against your clothing or anything. They improve collagen production, reduce wrinkles, scarring, stretch marks, all that fun stuff. I am so excited to use this product because like I just said, I 
have been applying so many different serums and creams and gels to my skin so I don't know I just feel like it would help a whole lot more so I don't have like things sticking to my belly but I would definitely link it in the description to this podcast in case you guys want to give it a try. The last category of pregnancy that I want to chat about is fitness. I've always been a fitness junkie. However, it's been so difficult to maintain this time around. So I try my best to walk as much as I can and stretch. My advice to you all, all my pregnant girlies out there, is to form a solid stretch routine that your body can manage. Your hips and your back will thank you as you get bigger in pregnancy. I know it's very controversial whether you should be working out during pregnancy or taking it easy during pregnancy. I The best advice that I can give is literally do whatever your body can handle. Do whatever it is that you can manage. I always hear to rest and take it easy. But when I'm resting and taking it easy, I feel more stiff and it feels harder for me to get around, which is why I love being able to do my stretch routine that I've made for myself that I can actually handle and walking a little bit because it loosens up the ligaments in my lower back. It helps tons by walking and burning off some extra calories, lowering my cortisol, Walking during pregnancy is something I would recommend for everybody. Like I said, I'm not a healthcare professional, but OMG, it helps so much. And like I said, it helps lower your cortisol. I feel a whole lot more calmer throughout the day when I get a nice walk in and a good stretch in. Being able to stretch or do a light Pilates workout making your hips stronger, your legs stronger, and overall your entire body stronger to bear childbirth is important. Like to me, it's golden if you can squat and stretch and do a light workout. That is essential. Like we have to be able to exercise our pelvic floor and open up our hips and stretch and move. It is essential to build our strength before childbirth, not sit and eat 24-7. I don't know why that's advocated for is to just rest all the time. We need to be strong before we give birth. Our hips need to be in tip-top shape. But most importantly, do what you can manage. If you can manage just walking, do that. If you can manage just a nice stretch, do that because you are growing a human and your body is going to endure more weight and you want to be able to, you want your body to be able to support that comfortably. So that is why I recommend stretching and moving around lightly. So kind of switching gears here and exiting the pregnancy phase. I want to chat a little bit about preparing for postpartum. Postpartum is an easily forgot about stage. I feel like everyone focuses on first trimester, second trimester, and then your third trimester. It's all focused on the pregnancy, but there's also a fourth trimester, which is postpartum. So I want to share with you guys some products that I consider must-haves for the postpartum phase. There's a couple, so bear with me here. 
So the first one I have is freezable pads or ice packs. Freezable pads, anything with an ice pack was a complete lifesaver. Oh my gosh, I can't advocate for it enough along with the infamous Dermaplast spray. That numbing spray, you will not feel a thing. Like you really won't feel anything. I loved that spray. It was my holy grail. I literally stocked up on it for this pregnancy as well because I'm like, I cannot go a day without Dermaplast spray. Like I need as much of this as I can get. I also would recommend diapers. The diapers and Dermaplast combo is freaking unbeatable, you guys. And I know it sounds insane to wear diapers. Like, why not just wear a pad? Pads, to me, make it even more uncomfortable. Having a pad on when you're already sore down there from giving birth, it just was, it was so uncomfortable to me. Like, majorly uncomfortable to me. Once I asked my husband for the postpartum diapers, I never went back to using a pad until I wasn't postpartum and my flow lightened because it's just, it's so much more comfortable, you guys, when you have that on, like there's nothing shifting around, like you're completely good 100% all the way around. You can sleep in peace and there's nothing harming down there considering it's so sore. So if I could recommend the top two lifesavers for postpartum, diapers and the Dermaplast spray. You won't feel a thing. You'll feel so much more relieved and so much more comfortable. One of the last things that I have, which was, it's kind of not a must-have, but it helped me a lot. And this was the abdominal band. I got mine from the hospital. It was my favorite because it was very, very thin and it gave me a lot of support. It's like you feel empty after the baby is out. So I don't know, the band just provided me with abdominal comfort and kind of, it kind of felt like everything was being brought back into place. Like my skin was being brought back into place. My whole core was kind of being hugged. And it felt like my rib cage and everything was like realigning. So I loved having the comfort of that band. And especially with it being that thin, I was super happy to get that. And I hope that I can get it again this time around. I actually asked for it. And when I did ask for it, she said that she only gave it, like they only usually give it to C-section patients, but she pulled me one anyways. So I'm praying that I can pull one from the hospital this time because that was just amazing to have on and go home with. I used it at least like the first week just because of the comfort that it provided for me. Those are my top postpartum essentials, the dermaplast, the diapers, and the abdominal, the abdominal band. I'm pretty sure there's a whole lot of other things that I'm forgetting, which is going to drive me insane because I'm sitting here rambling, but it's okay. I'm providing you all with as much as I can at the moment, so hopefully I'm helping in some way. As I approach the end of this episode, I want to remind you all that the postpartum phase is about you. Pregnancy is about you. You are creating an entire human. You are developing. 
an entire new body. This is about you. It's about you, your comfort, your physical well-being, your mental well-being, and postpartum is even more so about you. One of my biggest, biggest regrets was not resting and soaking in the newborn phase and also not setting strict enough boundaries. Allow yourself to recover and simply appreciate the moment with your spouse. I swear having a baby with your husband or your spouse strengthens your bond and love for each other like no other. That was just one of my biggest regrets was not setting strict enough boundaries and making sure that everyone was able to see the baby. Set those boundaries, be selfish, this is your experience and it flies by. So soak in every single moment. And as for recovering and wanting your body back, give things time. One of the pictures I have of myself where I felt very confident and I felt like myself again was literally an entire year after I gave birth. That is where I felt like my skin was coming back together. Everything wasn't sagging anymore. My hormones were balanced once again. Things take time. Appreciate every single piece of the process and try not to lose yourself in the process. And by the process, I mean becoming a mom. Try not to lose yourself in becoming a mom as well. Something I really wanted to highlight in this episode as well is to not make your life centered around being a mom. Allow becoming a mom to be a big piece of you, but don't allow it to take over your entire life. Don't allow your hobbies, things that you enjoy, and life goals that you have set to be completely pushed out of the picture or forgotten about because you've now entered motherhood. Being a mom does not mean forgetting about your past self and forgetting about things that you truly appreciate and things that you've always wanted to do. Being a mom is now a part of, it's a part of your life and it's just an added on joy into your life. It shouldn't consume you and it shouldn't feel, you shouldn't feel like you're hitting an entire redirection in life. It's so easy to get lost in motherhood that you forget about girlhood and you forget about connections with other people and doing things outside of motherhood because mom guilt is so real. And that's something that I had to learn with my daughter when she turned one is that I cannot allow motherhood to consume me. Like I need to go back to finding my hobbies and going back to things that make me happy. Don't fear taking time for yourself and build stronger bonds with your friends and people around you because that that also matters. Do not allow motherhood to mold you into one version of yourself to where you can't transform and you can't be a better version of yourself. Motherhood should only be helping you grow and helping you become the best version of yourself. I enjoyed this chat so much and I hope this episode helped you all in some way. Congratulations to all my girlies becoming moms and 
entering this new phase of life it is definitely a very transformative phase and you will walk out of this phase of life so much stronger than your past self or so much stronger than your current self but i hope that I provided you all with some essentials that you could possibly use and I provided you all with some encouragement and some sort of insight. I appreciate each and every one of you listening so much and I hope you all join me again next week. Thank you so much for pressing play on She's Got Nerd podcast. This is a space for the girlies where a whole lot of mind expansion happens and a place where we can empower one another and help each other grow. Join this powerful movement by following the podcast and at she's got nerve.pod on Instagram so you can stay in the know. We will chat again next week.